two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of they are divided For equal, sequel, hate, and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song It is August 1st, 2019 my name is Zach Weber, but before I get into today's guest host, I have a special announcement from friend of the podcast, John Justice of My Nerd World, author extraordinaire, oh. and, he has a, and he has a special announcement for you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, first off, Zach, thank you so much for letting me come on and to promote the book, and uh, I'm looking forward to coming back on and getting to uh, getting back into Star Wars stuff, but I've been on before, and I've mentioned that um, as an experiment several years ago, um, I had a, an idea for a story, and I don't, I'm not a reader, and I'm horrible with the English language, but I'm a massive, massive Star Wars fan, and honestly, I wanted to know what it was like to go and create characters and a new world and whether or not I could actually do something that I never in a million years thought I would do. And that is write a, write a book. And I did that with Embark and it was released uh, last November. And uh, as I've said often, I think I've talked about it on your show too. Um, in my opinion, George Lucas kind of ruined it for everybody. The way he took star Wars and put it in a galaxy far, far away, made it relatable to the average person, even though it's in this sci-fi fantasy setting, for me, I know that any other sort of content creator that tries to do that, it just automatically gets compared to Star Wars. Uh, so I wanted to do something that didn't do that. So I, I made my story grounded in, in Earth in the future with the planet facing an industrial apocalypse and tried to write a very straightforward um, good versus evil, boy loves girl, boy's got a spaceship, they got to get off the planet story and see what happens. And that was Embark. And I had some moderate success with it and wrote that story to be sort of a singular one, not really knowing what I was going to do, but leaving the ending open enough to where if I wanted to write more stories, I would. And I found the experience so incredibly enjoyable and actually really helpful to my Star Wars fandom, too. Writing the stories feeds my feeds my fandom and gives me the same kind of feelings when I'm reading new Star Wars information or new leaks. I mean, you know, you, you know what that's like. You get those dopamine hits, Zach, right? Of course. When you, when you get that Star Wars, when you get that Star Wars news. And I get that when I'm working on these stories. And so I decided to turn my single story into a trilogy with the plan to write more stories. And so um, just this past week, I released the second book in the, uh, in the trilogy. It's Embark Treasure in Darkness. It is honestly the Empire Strikes Back of my trilogy. Um, the stories do not have any sort of story beat relation to the Star Wars universe, but they do have sort of emotional beats relations to them. Um, I pulled a lot of sort of the elements that I wanted to put the characters through from what we all saw in those original trilogies and and the other you know trilogies, the Star Wars trilogies as well. Uh, and learned a lot from the first book. It's a more concise book. One of the biggest complaints I had off of Embark was that the beginning was a little slow. Uh, I learned my lesson, and I'm really, really happy to get the story out there. And I, 
If you're a reader and you like Star Wars and you like sci-fi, which if you're listening to this, why wouldn't you? Um, take a moment, go to Amazon.com and look for Embark. Uh, search for John J.O.N. Justice and you'll find uh, both books available there. And I'm hoping to have the third book out uh, by the uh, by the end of the year, and uh, I'll let your uh, I'll let your listeners know I haven't made this really public. I think I may have mentioned it once on my show, uh, but the title for the third book will be The Vanishing War, uh, and I'm uh, hard at work on that, and also still uh, working on the audio book for the second book that'll be out in about a month. But go to Amazon.com and uh, pick it up, and if you like it, um, let me know by leaving a review on on Amazon. And Zach, I appreciate you. Let me take a few minutes to uh, talk about it. My pleasure, John. And link in the show notes below to both the first and the second book. But John, again, gave us a semi-exclusive with that title reveal for the third book. I have to ask him, though, by the time we get to the fifth book, I'm begging you, follow the diehard model. A good day to embark. You, All didn't right. get, you didn't give me embark to embark harder. No, I didn't. No, live embark no. or embark with a vengeance. But you know what? I want a good day to embark. The fifth book. Come on. You have at least one more between now and that you're working on to kind of get out of here. Get used to it. Acclimate to that title. It's amazing how many people, how, how much it makes me want to rethink the title of all the books because everybody wants to screw with the titles. I had my producer said that uh, for the second book, Embark Treasure in Darkness, um, she, uh, she said I should have called it uh, Treasure in Barkness. There we go. <laughs> Right. I, my original idea was the crimes of Taft. We got to follow oh. that Fantastic Beast model. Oh no, he's a good guy. He's the, he's he's our he's our hero. It, you know. it, it, it's all right. It doesn't matter anyway. J.K. Rowling doesn't put thought into it either anymore. So right. yeah, you can be right. think about it. If you, you, John. If I'm equating you to J.K., come on, you're doing something right. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. That's well, not the, now. <laughs> not now. I should. That's an insult to you now. That's right. an insult to you now. But let's say ten years ago, J.K. Yeah. Hey, oh, and, th- and by the way, thank you to the to those listening to the podcast for for indulging me and allowing me to talk non Star Wars and to uh, to push my to push my book. This is all a new experience for me, and um, it really I'll tell you what though, Zach, it's kind of like when you put a show out. You know, um, you just want people to enjoy it. You know, and you 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 want people to like it. And it's the same thing when you're writing these stories. I just I I think the story is a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to hearing people's reaction. But that can only happen if somebody goes and and picks it up. So thanks again for uh, for letting me go and 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 pit my book for uh, for a little bit. All right, John, absolute pleasure to have you on. And you know what, folks, John has to go bye bye right now. He has to return to the nether world of the force. But we'll be having him back on in a couple of weeks, probably. And back to the show. Joining me today is Zenger. Yes, I am here. And we have him straight from the Force Ghost tree is Force Ghost Jim. Evening, everybody. He's back, folks, and he's better than ever. He's wrapped shooting on the Rise of Skywalker. No spoilers from him, though. But we have some gossip, some scuttlebutt from the internet in regards to the Rise of Skywalker. We are looking at the Reddit spoiler page and the whatever it's called, spoiler board for the Rise of Skywalker. But with that being said, I think I asked Zenger this last week. I'm going to ask Force Ghost Jim right now. Jim, you liked The Force Awakens. You were lukewarm on The Last Jedi. But what do you want out of The Rise of Skywalker as a lifelong Star Wars fan? I want uh, classic characters. I want lots of action. I want uh, storylines fulfilled, like going back and, and making things relevant. And uh, that's really it. I, I just want to see more development, more story, more action than we got in the last movie. 
But I have to actually, I made a mistake. I should have asked Jim, Force Ghost Jim this first. Because Force Ghost Jim is a big 501st person. He loves his cosplay. Jim, have you seen any Sith Trooper cosplay yet? No, but they're all talking about it. We all are talking about it. In fact, last <laughs> week I had dinner. Last Friday night, someone pulled up on the internet. And there's a couple of the suppliers that are working on taking orders for him right now. Actually, <laughs> I have seen one. Really? Yeah, back when I went to Star Wars Celebration years ago, there was a red stormtrooper. Uh, <laughs> that count? Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. There you go. It's funny. A couple of days ago, I was thinking about a very specific type of stormtrooper. And I'm like, I wonder if anybody's cosplayed this yet. And I forget the what it is now. Is always yes. No, but this was like a really like specific one. I'm like, I've never seen this before. Like, I haven't seen pictures of it anywhere. And now I can't think of it for the life of me. It's going to drive me nuts. And I'm like, oh, well, Jim's, Jim's going to know. Sure. Well, you're <laughs> shot. See if somebody has. Uh, okay. I have to think of it. I first have to think of it, though. Um, okay. With that being said, Jim, what do you think of the Sith Troopers? Because last week we did an entire episode on that. How do you think they look design-wise? They're cool. There's a lot of neat things going on with the, uh, the helmet. The helmet uh, really shows the new uh, the First Order stuff. But the very front of the helmet is very reminiscent of the clones. Mm -hmm. And uh, and from the side in Boba, you know, from the front, maybe Boba Fett, you know, the clone style thing. But I, there's a couple things you can look at the sides of it. And there's cues to old style stormtroopers from the original trilogy. Then there's first order in there. And then there's even some clone trooper in the very, if you look dead on on that thing, it looks like a clone trooper. The uh, the other thing we're thinking about is, you know, everybody in our group is, everybody thinks they're cool, everybody wants to do one, but everybody's hoping they're on screen more than 30 seconds. <laughs> I hope so. I, I certainly hope so. Zenger, you've been unusually quiet so far this episode. So I have to ask, we've been doing, as of late, some Rise of Skywalker stuff. But now that you're thumbing your way through this Google Docs thing, is there anything about this movie that from what you've seen, this also goes for Jim as well, is that is there anything based on spoilers, leaks that concerns you or that you don't want, you think like, oh, how are they going to handle this? I'm thumbing through this very delicately because at the same time, I'm like starting to read stuff. I'm stopping in the middle of it thinking, do I want to keep going? And then, of course, always decide to keep going because this could all probably be wrong, too. Yeah. Of course. I haven't gotten to how Luke's involved yet. Well, the, yeah, I, there's a, you know, there's a couple things. There's rumors. The rumors is the, let's see, can I talk about it here, Zanger? What, and, that's, and, uh, and the guys can I say what concerning me about it is? Sure. Go for it. I think I'm, I'm worried. I think they're going to destroy. There, there's rumors. It's starting to get more and more as they're going to destroy the money in Falcon. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm just not sure how Lando character is going to play into this. I'm concerned he's not going to get, he's just there for eye candy for 30. They even dressed him in the solo costume. Come on guys. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I that movie was going to be better. Yeah. Did you just make a solo comment? Yes, I did. What'd you say? I said, I thought that I said they thought that movie was going to do better. Oh, I think so. And I think it would have done better if they not had, we've already discussed it. We beat this to death. Back. Okay. Keep going. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how they're going to, uh, 
play out some of these these B characters and stuff because there's a lot of characters they're throwing at the thing. There's a lot of characters. My word, they're adding a lot in there. And and then what's the runtime on this movie supposed to be? Probably three hours, give or take a half hour, either way. Yeah, they're they're talking about a three hour runtime. Well, I mean, they've got a lot of characters. I mean, you've got things in here that I'm like, wow, they got to cover a lot of ground. That's my only concern is uh, they just blow through and 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 just. I'm afraid they just don't get it right. Well, my only thing, my only thing about the Millennium Falcon is that I don't think they'll ever destroy the Millennium Falcon because they just put so much money into Galaxy's Edge on building a one-to-one replica at both of those parks. Yeah, but it's to remember it. It's it's to go there and relive the best moments of the Falcon. I right. I, I heartily disagree with that. I don't. I don't because it's okay. Um, I guess some promotion is that uh, if you don't already know, I was recently on John Justice's My Nerd World, and we were talking about like Kylo Ren dying at the end of this movie and like Ben Solo redemption. And I, was, I thought about it. I don't think they're going to kill off Kylo Ren, considering that he's the main villain of the Rise of the Resistance ride at Disney. I just can't see them ki- like that ride's going to open like December tenth. And then the Rise of Skywalker opens the 19th. I don't see them killing off their main antagonist and then telling people, oh, come to the theme park with the dead villain. I just can't see them doing that. That's right, Zach. They've never used Vader after Return of the Jedi. No, but they didn't use Vader in the theme park stuff. (laughs) I always know I can get a laugh out of Jim. That's always true. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's but this is is also Disney now has control over Star Wars. Back when Disney didn't have control, they also had Boba Fett dancing to Lady Gaga and Padme dancing to a party. Was it a oh god, what was it called? Uh, every day I'm shuffling, dun 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 dun. It's like, yeah, Disney's not gonna sit there and let them blow up the money in Falcon. Like, even if somebody wanted to do that, and considering that JJ holds nostalgia in such high regard, I can't. I don't see him doing that. I can see the Millennium Falcon getting beat beat up, like really bad getting beat up, but I don't see them destroying it. Well, I hope not. But anyway, that was that started surfacing here in the last couple of days, and then someone showed, there was a poster making the rounds. I don't know if it's a fan or not. I haven't even time to look at it. But it shows the Millennium Falcon split in half and coming out of the sky. But it's got the round dish on it, and supposedly in this movie, it's got a different style dish. Yeah, it's supposed to have a triangular dish. Right, one. So that that's when I looked at that and went, oh, that's kind of someone messing around fan art. But uh, It could be from the older series. Like, one of the books has a cover on it where it's, I think, that exact image. The Millennium Falcon I, breaking, breaking apart. Yeah, it, that would, you know, and, yeah, I, I, I saw, I was like, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, the neat thing about this movie is they're pulling so much from the uh, Force Awakens, they're dragging it in and changing it up and putting it in this movie, which is interesting. Well, I always said that's what they were going to do with this movie. So this movie was going to kind of be like the Dark Knight trilogy, whereas Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises have the most in common, and the Dark Knight is kind of like this weird film that's it's connected to it, but it's more like distant than the first and third chapters. Right. True. But I, I just think they're trying to fix the issues that everybody got pissed off about in the last one. I think that's I, what issues. <laughs> Why are you yelling? I don't know. <laughs> what you did you just say? I said, what issues? Oh God, we've already done a whole episode on this. You're not dragging me into this. <laughs> don't start. Go back to reading the article. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, Zanger. Go back to doing your homework before the teacher calls so on you. So there's See, you no know what? gravity. Here, here's the whole thing about it. He said he didn't send it to him. He's reading it right now, so clearly you sent it to him. <laughs> well, now, I, after, like, he's like, why didn't you send it to me? And I did send it to him. I sent it to him, like, a couple weeks ago. There's my like, first problem. That's the thing. I sent Zenger something. He's like, he's like I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, okay, then why am I going to bother? <laughs> right, right. But the, you know, the article, the, there's a lot of stuff in that, mm-hmm. you know, and as I said, everybody, you know, everybody's okay, okay. interest on stuff. For the record, I stand corrected. On July 1st, which was exactly a month ago as of the recording of this, at 7.15, oh wait, no, at, sorry, you you sent me an Alex Jones thing before that. At (laughs) 11.12 p.m., you did send me this. A month month is a long time ago. It is, and and it's in a galaxy far, far away because it's on the internet. I've watched and I've listened to a lot of spoilers about this movie. My the only thing I'm wondering about is the order of the movie. And I remember I had this discussion with The Last Jedi and I I just want to know the order of the movie. Well, I think it's it's going to be they've already said that the the jungle plant stuff is very early on in the film. And we've kind of hinted upon it and touched upon it here and there is that it's going to be a quest going from point A to B to C. And there's right. a bunch of unfolding MacGuffins. There's going to be a MacGuffin, which is they need something on the Tanta V4. Okay, they have to get to the Tanta V4. What do they need once they get there? Oh, they need C-3PO's memory that was wiped in Revenge of the Sith. They get C-3PO's memory. Oh, where does that lead them? It leads them to the snow planet of Pijal. Oh, once they're there, where they have to go? Oh, they have to go to... At that point, it gets kind of ambiguous. Do they have to go to the Death Star next? Is there somewhere else they have to go? I don't know. But I know that, again, there's Pasana. There's the desert planet. Where's that factor into all this? Is, is the Ray... Right. Does the Ray TIE fighter scene... Does that happen early in the film? Does it happen in the middle? Does it happen toward the end? I'm inclined to believe it happens more toward the middle. A lot of people just figure it's in the beginning because it plays at the beginning of the trailer. I don't think it's. I don't think the trailer is a one-to-one, real-time thing of the film. I don't think you know that's why the they're case. doing that, don't you? You know why they're doing that? Why, Jim? Because the the uh, Force Awakens started with that. That's how that trailer started. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Now that you mention it, I I can see the uh, similarities between the two. Everybody's convinced that Kylo Ren is flying the TIE fighter. Oh, yes. But if that's the case, why not show him flying the TIE fighter? It did in the truck. You know what? I'm just going to. No, it doesn't. It shows somebody's arm. It's somebody's hands. hands. That has to be Ren. Then why not show him? Well, because they 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 do a cut. I know, yeah. but my th- but if they want us it's to him. Know, it's him. Okay, but if it's him, then why not show him? Think about it, he's only in the trailer in one shot, and that's him like taking a person and like body slamming them into the ground. Right. But then but if that, he's flying the TIE fighter, show him flying the TIE fighter. If they want us to know that's him flying it, they, they don't they need don't. to. Looks just like his TIE silencer out of the last film. No, it's not. It's different. It's a different I know that, but it's but that's what they're implying. But okay, but J.J. Abrams is not a subtle filmmaker. He's not Ryan Johnson. He's not going to sit there and play coy with this. If Thank they want the us Lord. To... Oh my God, Jim! When did you become a not my Star Wars? What do you mean? Uh, also, <laughs> can, can I just point this out real quick? But before this devolves even further, 
because I know sure. where this is about to go. Um, um, my God, I just lost my train of thought now. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I actually know who's piloting that 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 tie silencer. Who it's, is? It's very simple. It's the mystery box. Oh we God. must be Every left. Stop with the jokes. We, we must be left to not know who it actually is piloting it because it's it's important to the story in some way, shape, or form. Zanger, you're allowed one joke every 15 minutes. That wasn't a joke. I was actually being vaguely serious. <laughs> no, it's a joke. You're allowed one joke every 15 minutes. And if you're not, then you're getting but you're getting cut we'll, off. We will assume it's cut. I mean, who else is it to be? Out of it all the spoilers, a, you know, who do you Knights think of it Ren. is? Could be a Knight of Ren. We know they're on the planet. And we also don't know. Remember, everybody forgets that in The Force Awakens, the shot we have... Of when Ray has her like force flashback in the basement of Boz's castle, and it's it's Uncar plot pulling her by the arm as a little girl, and she's like, "Come back!" And we see the ship flying up. JJ has said that shot was not meant to be; it was not intended for that when they when they crafted it. That shot was there for when she's like brushing off her like stuff early on in the film that she got she salvaged from the star destroyer, and she sees a ship leave the plant surface of Jakku. They did that after the after the fact. People have to realize that trailer editing is not indicative of the specific film. If Rogue One has not taught us anything, or at the very least, Rogue right. One has taught us that, that the trailers are not. And I could see people thinking that, oh, it's Kylo Ren. And I know in the Google shot, people are claiming they've seen footage of him walking away from like a wrecked TIE fighter. But at the same time, though, if why would he be think about it? If Kylo Ren is flying that TIE fighter. In the Pasana Desert, and he sees a young woman wearing the exact same outfit Ray wears, holding a blue lightsaber that he knows Ray has. Why would he be trying to chase her down if he knows if he knows she has the ability to do this? Why is he running deliberately into a trap? Maybe he doesn't realize she's that powerful. She's right there. If you see, okay, think about it. After all that went happened in The Last Jedi in The Force Awakens to Kylo Ren, you see Rey off in the distance waiting for you. That trailer clearly shows that she's waiting for that person because she's not that she's hyperventilating, but she's breathing heavily. She's anxious. The fact that she sees this TIE fighter, she's anticipating it coming. She deliberately turns her back to it so she can, so she can start running and get up to pace with it as it comes right by her. If Kylo Ren is this all. I don't want to say all powerful, but this very powerful force user of the Skywalker lineage. You're telling me he just stumbles into her by accident and almost does a hit and run to her. He would see that coming. He would sense that. That's why I don't think it's him. It couldn't be sure, but it doesn't. Again, that'd be another thing. Is he just that stupid when he gets around her? That's the thing. It doesn't make sense. If they want us to know it's him, they would show her, show him piloting it. Wouldn't that be a really great, if, if he, if that is him in the shot, wouldn't it make really cool for a dramatic thing that we see him, her waiting for him? We see him in the thing. We then like all it takes is one shot of him like in the cockpit. He like I don't know. He squints a little bit or he does something to kind of recognize her. And then we see the shot from the trailer of him like easing the like, like putting the accelerator forward. It's like oh, if they want us to know it's him, the fact that they're not showing who's piloting it clearly means that they don't want us knowing who it is. And if we're all supposed to assume it's him, then make it all the more obvious. I'm going to die on this hill, folks. Okay. <laughs> it's called Shit. Wounded Knee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage him. Don't encourage him, Jim. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, it's all right. It's okay. 
there's nothing I could add that would make this way any faster or not. So I'm just going to, yeah, okay. Just nod your head and agree with me. I'm not. Uh, so, okay, okay, let's, let, let's go over something real quick. Okay. So I am firmly in the camp that it's Ren. And Zach, you are firmly in the camp of... Ambiguous. Lean no, towards you're in the him. camp that it's not. Don't even try to back I because I'm we have leaning. I know I said it could be a knight of Ren. I said that. We have to have a score sheet. Um, Porg Knight or anyone else who listens, keep a score tally of how many things Zinger gets right in this trailer and Zach gets wrong. Not just just the trailer, not the film at large. Just the trailer, because the film at large will prove stuff. So far, I think I'm one for I'm I'm one for one right now. And what's that? With the Star Destroyer. Well, probably. But we also don't know, too, that it's one of those new fancy schmancy Star Destroyers. That just looks like the old ones, but has a red stripe. No, because we don't know. That could also be a, I don't want to say a placeholder image. But if they do have a new, like, Star Destroyer that they're not finished, like, tweaking or they're not finished, like, adding layers to the special effect... There's a, I saw some picture. Oh, we can talk about the new Star Destroyers. There, there's new Star Destroyers. Yeah, I saw that that image too, where it's got like the ball in the middle of it. They look kind of like a, they, they look kind of like someone crashed the Star Destroyer really hard into a, um, into a, um, oh, why am I forgetting? Someone help me. What, what are you trying to say? The the CSC CS droid oh, ship. The, the, yeah, the, the, the droid, droid control ships. ships. Droid control ship. Yeah, it looks like yeah. someone just slammed those two into each other and went, there, I did something, and then it flew off. Well, that'll, it'll be interesting to see. Supposedly, that's what, the Sith fleet? Mm-hmm. And and that, that leans towards my theory of them maybe not being fully human-oid, if oh. those are the control things for them. Yeah, that'd be a good point, actually. I didn't even think of that. That's the, that's the, I, I suspect that uh, what everybody's, what's being said there on the internet and everything, those images and stuff... That's the Sith fleet. Yep. Yeah, and they're red too. Yep. Well, and then who do they have their loyalty to at that point? I would suspect it's probably. Oh, here we go, the Emperor Palpatine. Woo! We got there. There you go. Well, Jim, like, I like had... we weren't not going to. <laughs> well, Jim, I had this theory, and do you remember back from the original Thrawn trilogy, the ones from the nineties, that oh, the whole God, like going way back, yeah. You you'll remember this though. Remember the plot point that. I think it was in the second book that there was a armada of ships in the unknown. Re- okay, at that time they didn't call it the unknown regions. Well, yeah, but it was well, in lost right, space. It's from where Thrawn's from, yeah. But remember that though they had. Remember it was called the Katana Fleet. Yep, they disappeared. There were a bunch of slave vessels that uh, went went into hyperspace and never came back. And remember the whole plot was that Thrawn found them before the New Republic did, and he populated them with clones. You're push me but that makes sense that remember yeah could you see that being the plot to this that there's this lost fleet in the unknown regions it's deliberately there as a fail safe for palpatine it is i i bet that that's exactly what it's there for it's a uh, backup plan you agree in the sense that they, they're they're possibly pulling from the original thrawn trilogy oh i think they're i think they're pulling expanded universe absolutely because Thrawn even has a spot in this movie, the rumor. What rumors have you heard, Jim? About in terms that? of Thrawn, I've heard that the uh, Star Destroyer that he was on, probably the one from Rebels, is uh, actually in it. And uh, it just has a recording of him in it. He's not in it, actually, but a recording of him. 
in his jacket on a chair. And it, I think it even tied, I think it may even make reference to Ezra Bridger. Jim, where are you hearing these rumors? I don't even know. It's on the internet. <laughs> it, the voices. The voices are telling me. Well, there's so <laughs> many. There's just, the problem is there's so much of that stuff out there. But, I mean, it's, you know, I'd like to see Thrawn come in it. For that sort of way, even a nod to him would be nice. Jimmy, you should have said the netherworld of the Force. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm still interested. I'm, I still think that, uh, but he, but you know what? He's, even in his books, he they're talking about that. And Palpatine was... You know, that's the reason they kept throwing around. Well, Zenger, you remember in Empire's End, the Aftermath book, that there was a line of dialogue that the Emperor only kept throwing around for his knowledge of the unknown, unknown regions. Yep. Is it possible that, I'm not saying this is going to be a plot point, but considering that they love their seating, as you say, is it possible that Thrawn gave Palpatine the location as to where to hide this fleet? And that's the knowledge of the unknown regions that Palpatine wanted. Thrawn, you was kind of like a dead spot. So, okay, but... Alright, let me unpack a few things real quick. The whole plan was that the First Order was in the Unknown Region too. correct? That they... That the remnants of the Empire escaped the Unknown Region. Yes. And then returned from the Unknown Region as the First Order. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're saying... And that, that was all part of Palpatine's plan. So we're saying that he had another plan to have a fleet of stormtrooper clones or super troopers, super troopers out there that were in a different part of the unknown region. Or maybe that's what the first order was supposed to find out there and couldn't. Well, that's, that's the million dollar question because clearly the Sith troopers, like Jim already said, with the armor are somewhat are kind of derivative of clone trooper armor and first order armor. I'm right. I'm going with they couldn't find like that they went out there to find them. Or what if or, or what if this was Palpatine's plan that just in considering that Palpatine had plans upon plans and contingencies, just in case, what if this was to ever happen that somebody got in charge of the first order that wouldn't fulfill his vision? And this was again another like level of failsafe. Well, don't forget his whole thing with Operation Cinder and everything, the whole play, like the higher ups knew it, but the lower people didn't. Was yeah. that the the whole purpose for that was you failed the Emperor and let me die. Everyone in the Empire must be punished now for that. Jim, what do you yeah. think on that? How much do you know about Operation Cinder? Do you think that's gonna be something that's gonna like tie into this movie at all, like explicitly? Well, if I mean Jakku even tied into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. I mean, it's. I I think Palpatine's coming back, obviously, and uh, I think this fleet is going to be something that responds to him, and I think Kylo Ren wants control of it. But the, as you read, Jim, the rumor is that the that this fleet or the Sith troopers answer exclusively to Kylo Ren and Knights of Ren. I've heard differently. I they have a MacGuffin. Right. I've heard that. Uh, well, there's conflicting information. Right. No, I'm agreeing with you. That's why it's the nice thing about it is it's rumors. But that's the million dollar question, though. So, like, what's like, again, I think the plot of well, this. Well, but the problem is oh. Palpatine coming back by himself doesn't add anything because he doesn't have an army. He doesn't have. You but know what, what I mean? If, what if the whole point of this 
is that the Knights of Ren have been MIA for the last two films because they've been searching for this lost army. They come back, report to Kylo Ren, we found it. Uh, we need to go we need to go back and get it for whatever reason. And right. and Palpatine does like an order 66 on Kylo Ren. Let's say Kylo Ren brings this armada to the first order, and then once the powers consolidate. Now you have both the Sith Armada and the First Order forces. Palpatine then does an Order sixty six on Ky- right into my trap. Exactly, and Kylo Ren because again, Jim, you've seen the rumors. Kylo Ren eventually teams up with Ray and friends. Right? <laughs> have you seen right? that? Yeah, where they've got where they've got to fight whatever. What is it? The Dark Acolyte or whatever is is it, is that in there too? I, I don't know about that. At this point, the Dark that's Smith. The, well, Matt that's Smith, that's right. Well, yeah, and it's interesting that we haven't heard his name or character reference to any of the Sith Trooper nonsense. But you know what? He's not even fully even admitted he's in the movie yet. Yeah, but he his name showed up on some promotion, like some like official. No, like, I agree with you there. No, I'm just saying is no one's talking about it because he's not even acknowledged he's even in the damn movie. True. But I think it's interesting that none of these rumors are t- like that's the thing too we kind of talked about last week. And like you've already kind of made clear, Jim, is that you have all these different like spinning plates. And how are they all going to connect to each other? Like what they, they all can't be in the movie. There's no way. There's <laughs> there is actually no way to do it. And have a decent coherent movie that lasts they, three hours. They don't because this entire movie is to set up other movies. I don't Genius. Think so. Ruin the franchise to make more franchises. There you go. I don't know though, because again, you guys remember when The Force Awakens, like in the summer of 2015, we like looking at The Force Awakens stuff, like at, like four years ago at this time, with just rumors right. and speculation. That too seemed like very grand in scale and scope. But then when you look at the actual film itself, and it's a rather concise, straightforward narrative. And that's my they thing. They abandoned is, a lot of the artwork and a lot of the themes from that movie. Exactly. So, how do we know how much of this is legit and how much of it is like a deliberate smokescreen by JJ and friends? Oh, I think some of that is there. I I think some of that is. But what I was finding interesting is some of the stuff is actually being has been out there and then coming back out and being reinforced in different ways. What do you mean by that? You know, it's well, I mean, a couple months ago, something got talked about and got dropped, and then something else got brought up that ties directly into that to almost legitimize the other thing. You know, remember for the longest time they were talking about no, Palpatine's not coming back. No, he's got then there was rumors he was coming back, then it died down again, then cele- then celebration occurred, and then he came back into that, and then starting to tie into other things. Zender and I had a theory that back, like, before Solo came out, there was rumors that Palpatine was going to be in Solo. And we kind of, like, surmised that, like, oh, maybe Palpatine will show up as, like, a hollow vid or something. Uh-huh. And, and then we kind of figured, oh, probably whoever was reporting the scoops got their wires crossed and just figured, oh, like, why would Palpatine be in Episode Nine? It makes a lot more sense for him to show up in, in some capacity in Solo. Right. Well, and the other thing is, I I hold the rumor that they never, she never references who she's talking to at the end of that movie, so I think they never had it one hundred percent who it was going to be. 
I heard the rumor it was supposed to be Vader. Yeah, I heard that too. So that it would have been like, oh, well, they could have had anyone technically because she never refers to them by name or right. like him, her, or any. She just talks directly to them and then it kind of right. ends. So right. I think that was a placeholder thing for when they could finally figure out who they wanted to put there. Right. I mean, does it make sense for the Emperor to be behind it all now that we know that scene? Yeah, it, it would be. I don't think it would be too far-fetched for the Emperor who's like, I have a plan for everything. To be like actually in control of the underworld the whole time. Right. Or it's it's a Vader pet project. But that doesn't make sense because Vader... Vader's pet projects don't work out too well 90% of the time. Right. Or well, even, even in that first Star of that... <laughs> pour one out for Starkiller, Sanger. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. Well, no, but, then you got home. If you go back to Shadows of the Empire, you come out, you wiped out uh, the Feline planet, planet. Oh, my Lord, I haven't heard that name in a while. There you go. That's a, <laughs> that's a name I've not heard in many years. I know. Sorry. <laughs> that's a gift for being old. <laughs> from, from the long lost decade of 1996. You know, I, where were we? Tonight has been a night of lost train thought. Jeez Louise, where are we? Oh, at? Jim. Jim, I finally followed the armor, but I got proven wrong because I found it when I typed it into Google. I want to know have you ever seen Republic Commando armor in person? Yeah. I have too. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that. I thought about them a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, I've never seen pictures of that. And then like, I typed got, into Google. I've got one on my phone. One of my <laughs> friends did a, a grunt clone, and then he's head of uh, Rebel Legion, and one of the higher ups in Rebel Legion. And he has he made his a Rebel Commando, his grunt clone to a Rebel to a. It's cool. It's orange and black. It's cool. Cause it's called Boss. Yeah, Boss was the, yeah, the I'll playable send a picture character. of it to you. I got it on my phone. I got many pictures with Bill. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that's what I, I finally thought of it, though. I just wanted to point that out. Okay, unless some, anybody has anything else to say about the uh, Sith Armada, that's kind of where we left off. Uh, but you know, there's a key to this whole thing. It's a Sith. Mm -hmm. It's a Sith Armada. And who's the Sith we know exists? Palpatine. Palpatine. Right. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's his fleet. But what is... My take on it. But, but again, remember... We know that Palpatine's in this film. The characters don't. So what if Kylo Ren is, is an unwitting pawn of Palpatine's? Oh, and at some point, I, I think you're absolutely correct. But I, I, I know, Zara. I'm just reiterating for the sake okay. of just keeping this, uh, keeping this going. It's just, and then, because again, there are apparently rumors that he sides with Rey in the Resistance. And because we also have that character played by Richard E. Grant, Allegiant General Pride. How does he fit into any of this? He's a MacGuffin himself. Because, like, why does why do silence for twenty minutes? <laughs> right. Why do we need? I think about we have that picture of Vanity Fair with General Hux in Allegiant General Pride. Clearly, the fact that they're in the same picture together means they're hand in hand in whatever they're doing. So is Allegiant General Pride somebody who Palpatine – think about it. Like Richard E. Grant is like at least 60-something years old. So he could very be very easily be left over from the Imperial era. He could be a right. leftover admiral or grand admiral or some captain, whoever. So could he be somebody that, again, once he sees that Palpatine came back – or, or once he realizes that like automatically like switch sides from like the first order 
to the Sith Empire? Are we going to see a potential civil war within the First Order where some of them just like think about it? Three way battle. Well, I'm not saying three-way battle. What if part of the First Order forces side? Because I know there's a rumor in that spreadsheet that says Kylo Ren has organized his own militias throughout the galaxy from different planets. Consolidating his power. But that's why I mean, though. What if Kylo Ren gets ousted from the First Order, goes to the Resistance, and they say, like, why should I trust you? And he's like, trust me, the, the, the fight is a lot bigger than what you, what we have, uh, what's between you and us. Something like that's got to transpire. There's got to be. There, there's something, because this, or, like, like everybody like, sat down at dinner last weekend, or the weekend before, everybody says, I hope the Sith thing is really cool and she says, "Just better not show up for thirty seconds." I don't think they could do that though, because I think the ask. Because I, I think last what was it, Zanger? Last week I asked you, and I'm going to ask Jim this question now. Do you think the Sith troopers are going to be more like Death Troopers or like the clones in Attack of the Clones? Attack like, what of level? Clones. There you go. I think there's going to be a lot of them. They're they're going to play a role in the plot, not just be eye candy. I I hope not. I, I mean, that's that's the the I hope. That's what I hope for. I hope there's something involving them, a big battle that involves them, or just not on a poster. I don't know. They see, think about it. they're the first like official piece of like iconography that's been released tying to this film. Well, and then they did have them at celebration. No, uh, so, no, at, oh, wait, at uh, at uh, at uh, Comic Con. Yeah, they had them there. That's what I'm thinking, though. I'm thinking that they're going to sit there and play some major, major role in this beyond just eye candy. Well, I have a theory because, I, like I said, earlier today I was uh, recording something with John Justice, and he had a theory. It goes to Kylo Ren's helmet. John says he's heard this in an interview with J.J. Abrams. I, have, I, I haven't looked for the interview. I don't know if it's a print interview or a video one. He said that for, during the, the press tour for The Force Awakens that the history behind Kylo Ren's helmet would be explained in The Force Awakens. And we never got that in the film. What mm. if everybody's convinced that if you look at The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren is talking to Vader's helmet saying, show me the ways of the dark side – Blah 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 blah. What if it wasn't Vader's helmet talking no. to him? It was oh, no. I his helmet. Right. That's an interesting theory. That I want to give John credit for this because he's the one who came up with it. But what if that is the idea this entire time that it wasn't Vader's helmet talking to him somehow? Because we don't know how Kylo Ren got his oh, helmet. I they haven't explained it, I that. I bet it's Palpatine. I bet it's Palpatine the whole time. Because they've also announced that comic book series, the four-part series that starts in December called, called The Rise of Kylo Ren. And what if that's the MacGuffin of this entire film? That his helmet has been the one that's been kind of like this um, like orb of power sustaining Palpatine. Because think about it. Kylo Ren destroys the helmet at the beginning of The Last Jedi. And let's say that when he destroys the helmet, that like declouds his vision about Snoke and he sees because I know the other rumor going around too is that Snoke was a puppet for Palpatine. What if by Kylo Ren destroying the helmet, it breaks the trance Palpatine has over him and it gives Kylo Ren the ability to see through what what is like who's the puppet master behind Snoke? Could be. 
Interesting. But but again, this is again. I don't want to keep saying this, but I have to because I want to give credit where credit is due. John said as well. Think about yeah. it. There's a reason why they're rebuilding Kylo Ren's helmet in this movie. Why would he? I forget, forget the nostalgia reasons of J.J. Abrams. Why rebuild the helmet? And in all the rumors, they say that when they rebuild the helmet, it's during like a ritual esque ceremony. I'm Can sorry, you're becoming a Sith master. Could be. What is what is the color of the glue that's holding the helmet together? Red. And what is the motif of the Sith troopers? Red. That Red. can't be coincidence, Red. right? No. Okay. He gets the helmet. He gets the tr- he gets the troopers. He gets the helmet. He thinks he's in, in control of them. Palpatine comes and he goes, "You think you're in control of them? <laughs> you brought them to me." And then he takes over control of them. But what if Palpatine? I can I, I don't think. Okay, this is a question for both of you. How much like on screen monster mash Palpatine do you think we're going to get in this? Like what he That's looks a good like monster question. mash. Ian McDermott or what, what's what's yeah I, I mean yeah but yes uh, I mean like I mean like Palpatine in the flesh like Ian? Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Oh, I don't think you're going to get you may get a Force Ghost out of it or something along those lines, uh, and then I think you'll see the the him basically will be possession of people. That's well. thank you for saying that, Jim, because that's the that's my theory right now. What if they rebuild the like Kylo Ren unwittingly? Builds the helmet. He builds. He does it, and then, like we said, he goes and he encounters the Sith Armada, and the helmet is like this weird thing to like. I don't want to say resurrect Palpatine, but by wearing it, it's a conduit. And let's say Matt Smith is one of the Knights of Ren. Remember when we were talking about the Vanity Fair story, and there was the one Knight of Ren who had his back to the camera. Remember that? Yes. What if that's the Matt? Maybe Matt Smith is a Knight of Ren, and that's why there's one with his back to the camera. And what if by Matt Smith putting the helmet on, that creates like a conduit for Palpatine to have like direct access to him? I thought it said something in the Vanity Fair article about that. About the helmet? About Matt Smith. Oh, no. Matt Smith has not been referenced anything officially yet. Maybe he's not even part of that. Maybe he's something else. Some of the MacGuffins. But that's the question, though. It's like, how is Matt Smith good? Like, okay, if he's even in this, we got to keep putting the, the... Also, I did look it up on IMDb. It does not list this movie as something he is in. Well, IMDb can be edited by anybody. You can edit IMDb, Zang. Remember, you're supposed to edit the, the holiday special page in connection to the Jonestown Massacre. I keep doing it, and they keep deleting it. Sure, sure. They want to um, keep it under wraps. Um, but no, the point being is that... How if, if he is in the film and like Jim's already said, you have so many spinning plates between different new characters, new plot lines. You'd have to figure out an, an organic and efficient uh, way no, to tie into the story. Uh, the final fight rumor that Smith isn't Palpatine reborn or rejuvenated, but a dark side acolyte who is willfully possessed by the spirit of Palpatine. Right. And I've heard that more than once from different spots. But, but by saying, OK, but why can't a Knight of Ren be a dark side acolyte? Because they're obsessed with, with what? Kylo Ren. Kylo no, Ren and his helmet. Unless that's, the Kylo Ren's that's what a I mean. title. Though they said that. They said that his they said Ren is not well again, that was in the, the, the pre-release stuff from The Force Awakens. They say he he donned that title. What if what if the helmet is the thing that's the beacon for the Knights of Ren? Like, like maybe it's whoever wears the helmet commands the Knights of Ren. So 
if if the helmet gets reforged in again just speculating the Matt Smith Knight of Ren or whoever it is dons the helmet now now the loyalties of the Knights of Ren change or let's just say that I like I said maybe Palpatine does another order 66 on him and the Knights of Ren are whip, wiped out by the Sith troopers well it could be have you also heard the rumor that the Knights of Ren weren't in the first movies because they were retrieving Darth Vader's armor yeah, I've heard yeah, that I've one heard too, that. but that's I've not mentioned that. anywhere on here. I don't know how much because yeah, they we were talk- in the well, and they were supposedly in the the beyond or what? Because remember, we're talking about what the the uh, unknown regions and stuff, mm-hmm. weren't they? And they come back in this movie. That's how they come back. But the question though is that like what like if Kylo Ren found Vader's helmet on Endor, the suit would be there with it. It's not like we don't know where the suit is. Well, I, I'm wondering if they didn't get separated. At the end of Return of the Jedi, it looks it's all in one piece. No, no, I'm talking after the fact. So, so what do you mean that like Kylo Ren went back to Endor and this and the helmet was there, but the suit was missing, or something along those lines? Or maybe you're yeah. telling me that? Okay, oh, you're God. telling me. Oh God, here comes a joke. That those Ewoks <laughs> would not have gone after that premium. I mean, uh, twice cooked, twice human baked. Meat. Twice baked human meat. <laughs> I don't know, Zanger. It's all kind of like charred and plasticky. I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's more machine now I mean, than man, Zanger. They eat the machines and they're, they're the villains. It wouldn't be oh right my. unless Zanger undercut everything with a joke. Oh that's it. Okay, word. Zanger, that's two jokes. You get like two more, then that's it for the whole night. Oh. Did we drop from the call? <laughs> good, good. I can, yeah, I, can, go. I can disconnect him. They've got so many spinning plates. I, I, I like the idea of the Sith fleet. I like the idea of Palpatine coming back into it. And everybody else at the at Celebration seemed to like it, too. And then I think... Well, Vader, why would I guess you? There's, well, absolutely. And then I, I guess Vader's going to get a little, you know, a, a little... Uh, not necessarily screen time, but I mean, but he'll be a focus in the movie, too, so... Well, they've said his helmet's in the movie. And there's footage They at the uh, shareholders meeting. They said there was a shot of him, of Kylo Ren, looking at the helmet again. Well, I think... I, here's what I think, and it's it's been spread around a couple different ways, is that Palpatine was the one in the helmet, well affecting uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, right? well, they, they, well, yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah, that's okay. That's one of. I don't think that's a rumor. I think that's more like speculation. Right. What's the difference between rumor and speculation? Well, rumor. Point of view. Okay, no, no, because makes someone like making Star Wars has more credibility. Like, it's one thing reading, like, on the Reddit speculation page, somebody saying that, or 4chan. But, like, when making Star Wars or one of the more professional, quote-unquote, fan sites that has a track record of getting these things right, that's, like, as weird as it may sound, it's an oxymoron, an official rumor, whereas somebody just posting on Reddit, that's more just, like, Random. thinking out loud. Right. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's how I definition. differentiate it yet. That's fine. But like, okay, so this is my thing, though. Is that like, where does the Death Star? Like, okay, with that being said, what's in? And this has been the million-dollar question now for the last how many months, right, Zanger? What's on the Death Star that Ray has to go get? And I know you said Kyber crystals, right, Zanger? Yes, I I still hold to that. That could be a great setup at the beginning of the movie. I'm sticking to it. What do you think, Jim? What do you think's on the Death Star that Ray needs to get? Boy, I don't Kyber know. Crystal. Well, you know what? It's, you know, in terms of that, it's as legitimate as anything. 
whatever it is, it's something to move the plot with the way Abrams has been doing this. It's going to pay homage. Is this Palpatine forcing everybody to go where he wants them to go to do what he wants? Unwittingly? Is Palpatine behind it all? Are they just going and doing his shopping list for the week? Pretty much. some Kyber crystals. I need my evil army. Need a helmet reforged. I need Vader's body because I want to laugh at it one more time. Well, and and then you you wonder if, you know, Palpatine's been after this the whole time. But that's, okay, so that's the thing, though. Like, how are they going? Because remember, they got to keep this concise for all the normies out there and the filthy casuals. They can't make this so overly complex that they take those people out of the movie. The way these movies have worked historically are they're not, you know, generally what? Three planets. Yeah, more or less. Three planets, give or take. And then the plot's pretty simple. All of them basically follow the same formula. Well, not exactly, because like there I think about it. Like you go to like to Return of the Jedi, and all you get is Tatooine and Endor, right? And Dagobah. There you go. But like, think about it. that's two old planets in one new one. Because if you even look at like the um, the Google the Google Doc thing, it says like the list of like things. Apparently, Octo is in the movie. There's a swamp planet. There's a snow planet. There's right. the cat. There's the castle planet that's maybe Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. Well, there's uh, even what God like. Isn't, I'm, I'm kind of with Jim. Rumor is also there, and then there's the talk of uh, Tatooine too. Well, yeah, there's yeah, there's there's that. There's Pas, there's Pasana. There's right, jungle. Pasana. There's there's Yavin Four maybe. I'm with Jim. I feel like there's too much in this movie. Well, but here's another thing: is what if they keep saying they're going to keep the groups together? But what if there's two groups? Because there's no way in the world one single group go to all these things in this movie. It just doesn't happen. You're not going to cover that much distance. What if they break the groups up? Well, I think and they have to. Well, and they're running places simultaneously. I think it has. Well, think about it, though. Like we we know that Kylo. I'm sorry. We know that Ray, Finn, Poe, Chewbacca are all on the planet with the with the Death Star debris. We know that at least Ray, Finn, and Poe are on Pasana, the desert planet, together. We have shots of them on the uh, forest planet. So that's three planets where they're all together. We have no we have no shots of them on the snow planet, and that's pretty much it. And we know that Ray and Kylo Ren fight in the rain. Uh possibly in the rain. It says in the thing that it's some zero gravity thing with water in it. Well, I'm talking about the Vanity Fair the Vanity Fair picture. But that could be the zero gravity but, thing but, with but the that's water. That's what in he's it. saying. But he's saying it could be the same. Yeah. And they could not be fighting each other. They could be fighting the third person who's not in there. Yeah. That's that's the thing though. It's like how again, there's so much going on, but that's what makes me wonder if how much of this is maybe a smoke screen. Because it does seem like almost too much to handle. But could this at the same time be like an Avengers endgame? Are they just gonna throw so much stuff at us just to make it seem epic? Are they gonna artificially inflate this movie to be epic? Yes. Well, I I think that's I think that's part of it. And I think that you could that falls back into th- all the reshoots they've been doing. Well, the reshoots in the sense of like they're doing like, it's cleanup more than 
I can clean up around the edges as opposed to like Rogue One level. Right, but I'm saying is they've been doing revisions to this. I changing. I don't think that's what. What basis do you have for that? I don't. Just the rumors on the on the on the web. Jimmy, this whole this whole these things. What? He doesn't tell me where you keep reading these. I, I no, he said these. Well, as I said, it's 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 in passing. I don't. I, I give him as much credibility as anything else in the world. But, He's meditating you know, on it. It's you know I I, I don't know. I, I just it'll, I think we're uh, this is going to be. I think they're they're trying to make it epic because I think he's Abrams, and they're also considering this a reboot. I don't think and this I, is a reboot, Jim. I don't. I think this is the furthest thing from a reboot. You don't think this is the to correct all the problems they had no. in the last one? No, no. The last Jedi made one point three billion dollars. They're not. Cons- they made six hundred million dollars in North America. There's. Right. They're not going to cater to a vocal minority. They're, they're very. The vast majority of, of casual moviegoers are fine with the last Jedi. I don't think. I th- I think it's it's not going to be as maybe heady as the last Jedi. But mm-hmm. I think that's because that's just not who J.J. Abrams is a filmmaker. And I think there was things that he thought was going to happen in in that movie that didn't get happened that got corrected when he was off doing his other things that he wasn't happy about. And I think that's what he's trying to correct I don't in think his own little world. I, I don't think that's true because J.J. was hired before Episode 8 even came out. And they gave Ryan John. Think about it. J.J. gets hired in September of 2017. And then Ryan Johnson, like November, gets announced for his trilogy. They wouldn't if they were so unhappy with the Last Jedi before it came out. If they felt they had to hire JJ to correct the problem, they wouldn't be giving his, giving Ryan Johnson a trilogy two months later. But is he still? Is it the Ryan Johnson trilogy still on? I, I'm, uh, but that's yes, as of now. No one said otherwise. But the idea is that if Lucasfilm and Disney were thought the Last Jedi was a catastrophic disaster before it came out. And the idea or the notion that they had to hire J.J. in order to fix it. Why hire J.J. in September and then announce two months later that Ryan Johnson was getting his own trilogy if they were that unhappy? And considering they've already fired three directors for being unhappy with the way they were doing things, I just Eh. can't see that being the case. Eh. Maybe. That's my thing. This narrative that Ryan Johnson needs everything. Ryan Johnson screwed everything up. There's no basis for that other than people just not liking The Last Jedi. People don't like it. I'm not telling anybody they have to like The Last Jedi, but to say that J.J. got hired to fix it, it, it happened before the movie even came out. No, no, no. I'm just saying he wanted things in it that didn't get in it that he had in his themes that he wanted to carry over from The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams is a producer on The Last Jedi, so if that were the case, he did have influence. No, I agree. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think The Last Jedi is the movie that Abrams would have made. I don't know. He had that comment he made back, like, oh god, like in oh god, I forget exactly, but sometime in like early 2016 that he said, "I read the script for Episode Eight. It's I wish I could be making this movie." Uh, You forgot the subtext on that as he caressed the mystery box. Oh my god, that's it. You get like one more joke this episode. (laughs) You get this. I'm gonna disconnect you from the phone call. Yay! <laughs> Good, disconnect you from this phone call, Zegger. Um, but now, so okay, so I, okay, so question: How does Lando fit into any of this? Just shoved in there, just just shoved like a freaking square piece into a round circle. Just shoved into to a scene and been well, like, "There, deal with it." Well, you know, I, I 
this movie is going to have so many, I, I, it's so many characters going on that I don't know the plot. I'd, I'd be interested to see how it does finally pan out. Well, I guess we should also bring up too, that like, we know princess Leia, general Leia is going to be into this to some capacity, but they also right. f- for the, um, Oh God, I think it's for the star Wars X wings miniature game. Um, if you've been following your new, like, uh, Oh god, the, the books During the Battle of Jakku There was a ship That they um, that they Just kind of like, it was the first time it was ever Kind of like unveiled It was in during the Battle of Jakku But we'd never seen it like visualized before And it was called a Starhawk And they oh, finally, yeah. for the X-Wing Miniatures game They, um, they finally showed it Or they finally de- debuted the little figure for it And apparently This is going to be the capital ship for the not, I don't know for the rise of Skywalker, but these were the capital ships for the New Republic, starting with the Battle of Jakku. Cool. Those are weird looking ships. Well, the one well, on the right I, is something I, I, imperial. I, 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 this this is an imperial ship from the Galactic Empire era. This is this is New Republic. Yeah, it looks like the medical freighter. It looks like it's got and a little bit of the hammerhead front. in there too. Yep. I mean, you can't see it in that picture, but there's a picture I have where it looks like it has a cannon on the front. Yeah. Because remember, there's still the million dollar question of General Leia and the Warhammer. That's another plot point of this we haven't talked about. Which one? The idea, remember that was the whole thing with General Leia had her own giant space weapon for the Force Awakens and they cut that entire subplot out? Was it a, star, was it a super Star Destroyer? It was Warhammer. a Warhammer. Warhammer was the That's name. That's right. It was, was it Palpatine's? No, no. It, was their, it was their own weapon. They created it. His, his Star Destroyer was the Eclipse. In Legends, and it had like a like a Death Star beam on the end of it because why not? Everybody gets a, gets a Death Star beam. Well, but even but even these ships right here that wasn't even doesn't it even say in the in the Sith fleet don't they have the capability? Yeah, everything has. I, that like could for, be what those giant ball things are for too. Can we get one Star Wars movie that doesn't have Death Star tech in it? Never. Right. It's like, come on, do we need to keep destroying planet weapons? I have those type of weapons. It's like, right. we've been there. It's like, enough. We've done it multiple times. You know it's You like, know how they can escalate this? Oh, God, here's your joke. Get ready <laughs> to hang up on him. All right, Zanger, this is it. Just just have it to where Palpatine's like, you think, I, you think I need a weapon to destroy a planet? And then he just, like, crushes the planet. And then it's like, we have to stop him. All right. Where, where's that removed from call button? That was a good insight point. <laughs> where's that? Okay, there's Jim, there's mute and remove from call. What should I do? Should I put them on probation or just uh, ax them entirely? I, 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 I think I made a good point, and I will wait for <laughs> our, our fan base to back me up on this. I'll mute them, too. I'll mute them. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here you know what? Go. I'm going to go and record my own podcast. <laughs> I did my own Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I'll just call it Zing this. Nice well, of Zing. You know, that's, if this, here's another thing. If this movie takes place from one year in, in, the, in the movie, this movie takes place one year after The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. At the end of The Last Jedi, were they not on the run and was it not the entire resistance sitting in the Millennium Falcon? Yes, but if in the other, like, ancillary media, they, 
General Leia had sent out other people looking for, uh, sent out resistance people to look for their allies in the outer rim and the unknown regions because that that was the uh, epilogue to Battlefront Two, the game where you had oh god what was her name oh my god uh, oh, oh my god Zay Zay Versio yes her daughter Zay Versio I think Shrim was his name he was the the dirt the resistance dirt or rebellion duros during most of the game uh gren gunberg's character yeah snap wexley he was he was in the film he was being sent out to the unknown regions good old snap wexley wexley Um, is the name i want to yell just in like an office or someplace again that that counts as a joke you're you're on probation now Oh God, folks! Every single time he does this, this is one less thing. He's never. He, he goes, "I want to bring up this point." He's like, "No, I want you to remember this." I I think the point of a force user destroying a planet is a good. It 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 ups the ante, and it's something ridiculous to where it's like we have to stop him now. Oh my God, that'd be so corny. It would be, but can can you not see him doing it? Well, but here, you know what? In a weird way, I think he's on the right track. Okay. Palpatine comes into existence, does the possession, and I think that's what forces Kylo Ren and Rey to join forces. I get behind that. But what's okay? But I guess the question is that, like, okay, Palpatine's back in control. What's Palpatine's goal now? He's in charge of both the Sith Empire and the First Order forces. Like, what's the goal? Like, just go around just blowing up random planets at whim to destroy the Jedi. Well, so well, I think it's even, I think it's total domination. I think it's complete control. But okay, that's great. But like, how do you? Okay, so he sits on a throne and goes, "Okay, complete domination." And everybody kind of looks around, it's like, "Well, what does that mean?" Because think about it. By the beginning of the Last Jedi, it says that the First Order is like consolidating its power across the galaxy. Right. So, like, right. if the First Order has a grip on the galaxy. All Palpatine has to do is just basically just sit there in his, in his little chair and just kind of like stroke the sides and be like, how's it go, Zenger? It's all going according to plan. Like, that's it. Like, like what's like once Palpatine usurps Kylo Ren, other than just be wait to die again, what's his what's going to be his role in this? Like, well, I need to give him what? some motivation. Eliminate the Jedi. But, well, yeah, but but and Zach's right. There's got to be something that motivates the two sides to join together to realize that, oh, crap, we're in deep trouble. Because he wants to I mean, kill though. both of them. But, but okay, that's not going to be compelling cinema to have a movie where our two protagonists are on the run. Like, that's that doesn't seem very J.J. Abrams. They want to kill BB-8's new friend? There's, there's, there's another joke, folks. He just keep, I'm keeping a list. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be the focal point of Festivus this year. Why? <laughs> my my complaints are you. August first, Zenger made a joke about Palpatine wanting to kill Dio as the entire plot of Episode Nine. And then you wanted the best part when that actually happened. I'm just gonna be sitting there in the movie theater going, "An extra popcorn, please." <laughs> as Zenger Sorry. throws the chair through the window and happy at the screen in glee. So, all right. So what? But Zach, I think, has got the. That's the. I guess that's going to be the big twist that we had that has not been leaked yet. But like you said, Jim, how is this all going to be handled in a two-hour-plus-long movie? What if they do a thing and break this movie into two things? Oh my oh God. God, Lord, Lord, help us, Lord, help us. You know what? As a fan. Lord help us. As somebody who hosts a podcast that needs constant content, great. 
I look uh, by, forward to by that the in way, 2021. I don't think you caught it, but B and Zach, I think, said at the same time, oh, God. <laughs> I think we just harmonized oh, yeah. so perfectly. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's something we don't know yet about this plot because it uh, they've kept that under whatever it is. That's the big twist or something that harkens somewhere. It's it's something that's because he has been trying, you know, he's they're bringing stuff in from all sorts of eras on this thing. And well, that's what they're alluding to, but like we—that's what like, they're alluding to, and and it, that whatever that it'd be interesting to know what that is because you know what's funny is that's the one thing there hasn't been a rumor about. Hell, we got rumors about planets, we got rumors about MacGuffins. We have this is the big thing, and we don't know what it is. Yeah, you're right. It's a good point. We we know we have rumors saying that like Kylo Ren's gonna be possessed by Palpatine, and Ray has to kill him. Yet we have no idea what the actual plot of the movie is. We have all these weird, like, fragmented pieces, yet, like, right. the heart of this is completely MIA. Yeah, I mean, for for everybody, all the rumors that are out there and all the information's out there, there's really nothing out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> you even talked about the fact that they're going, apparently, according to J.J. Abrams, they're going to explain who Ray's parents are, or at least what her lineage is. Right. Where does well, that then, fit into all this? the rumor is... Then there's even rumors that she what could be anything from Palpatine to Kenobi's granddaughter. Uh, they've they've kind of shot that down in recent months. Which one? The Kenobi thing. The, the well, consensus is behind Palpatine. Well, being that's too bad. Him. That's too bad. But you know what? You know what? That Palpatine would make sense on this thing. There's got to be a tie between her and and Palpatine at some point mm-hmm. to add to this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because I like the idea of Kenobi just so she's not a damn Skywalker. Please don't make her a Skywalker, please. They can't. I hope they don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that with, like, true concern. Of, I love like, that. I love that. Yeah. Just yell, you can't. Because <laughs> well, if they do that, there's a couple of cuss words I want to say on this. <laughs> but I'm not going it, to. It's, you know, it, it's, they have an opportunity. And I, can I go with Palpatine's granddaughter or clone or I whatever? I think what they're going to do though is that like we again, it's been hinted at like in the comics oh, that Palpatine You okay? Yeah, I just realized she has the lightsaber on her, so she's not probably going after a Kyba crystal. Yeah, you can you can see it in the but, shot where it shows all of them standing there and then well, it's that's uh, fine. But but, but th- that there's a point that out. they're going to the Death Star. There's a point the reason they're going there. Well, okay. To to reiterate my thing earlier of why they of why I said you can't do that. I mean, not that Star Wars is too far fetched from doing this. Um, if she's a Skywalker, they're related. And okay. they, don't they have a will? They won't they? I'm going right now. Well, no, that's true too. Well, some people want that though. But Daisy Ridley has come out and said like, "Oh, I talked to JJ about this, and he sees it as problematic because of the the like it'd be abusive relationship for Ray." So, yeah, mm. I, I, they've done a pretty uh, Ray, uh, Ray Daisy Ridley has done a pretty good job of shooting that down. I don't think I don't think it's going to be that. They might have a connection that's again. A lot of people are just figuring, oh, like a man and a woman have a connection. It has to be sexual. And it's like no, like you could do something a little bit more profound than that. And I think even Zenger, we talked about it in the uh, trailer discussion. It was like think about it. Luke and Leia have that connection, and if Ray is some sort of like. Off, I don't mean offspring as indirectly, but I think we talked about um, cloning or an offshoot. 
of Anakin. Let's say, because think about it, Palpatine had access to Anakin for how many years. It wouldn't be surprising. I know Zanger thinks this is funny. I wouldn't be no, surprised. I've already made the joke and I want to make it again. No, you're no, going to take it off the call, man. But if I already made the joke, it's out there. No, it, no, it uh, counts. Okay. Uh, but the point is, is that like we know that Palpatine had access to Anakin. And think about it, if Anakin, like if Palpatine was kind of like grooming Anakin for all those years to like inhabit his body one day, why wouldn't like just because Anakin's flesh is ruined, the Skywalker DNA is still there? So why wouldn't he do that? So that's a thing about. Because you can't it. clone a Force user? Question mark. Yeah. Uh-huh. Says the says says the game that's no longer in canon. But Jim, look at it that way. That, Wait, that, that okay. was okay. Jim, you said you don't want her to be a Skywalker. What if she's a Skywalker because of something Palpatine did with Anakin's, I don't, I don't want to say blood, but just through his access to Anakin? What would you think of that? Would that be a deal breaker for you? Oh, it would be a disappointment. What wouldn't be a disappointment for you? Kenobi lineage. <laughs> Only Kenobi lineage. Well, no, no, not, not necessarily. Kenobi lineage somehow getting tied into this. The reason is, is because her, you hear Kenobi in the, in the force awakens. One of the first voices she, she hears in her head, but that's also, you also hear Yoda's also in that part too. Well, so I know that, but the one of the like first the ones you hear <laughs> is that, what did he say? He said, is she related to Yoda? <laughs> Oh my! I think there's another joke in there. I think that's time to dump him. <laughs> oh that was at least a little. You know what? The timing on that was pretty good because you and that I were bickering over we'll that. To, but I'd like to see because you know what? Kenobi Tim, is how- such a big character in the first three films, and then he's the big one in A New Hope. And he Tim, how did he pivotal- explain that? How did he explain know. that? That's another. Jim, we're just keep adding layers to this. This feels like a well, weird. As I said, like, as I, like, like we finally have come to the conclusion. We know a lot about this movie, and we know nothing. This movie's going to be like an incomprehensible. You know what it is? It's going to be like uh, just layers. Just layers upon layers of things happening. And we There's have no, no idea way in the world it's all in the movie. And it's a coherent movie, and it makes sense. I think, no, but I think the things, I think they're going to tie a lot of these things. In. Like, we keep looking at these things as, like, separate entities stacked on top of each other. I think they're going to tie a lot of these, they're going to be rather, like, even though I make fun of J.J. Abrams a lot, he is a lean, efficient storyteller. And I think they are going to sit there kind of, like, streamline a lot of these plot lines together. I think the Knights of Ren, Kylo Ren, the Helmet, Palpatine, the Sith Troopers are all going to be explained probably in the first 30. Like, how they all work together in the sense of the plot, I think is all going to kind of unfold in the first 30 minutes of the film. Well, because if, if if the Sith and the fleet and the soldiers are that big a deal, they've got to come out early because they're in the process of trying to find them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that okay. That's what's being alluded to, right? Because why else are the Knights of Ren? Think about it. all hell is breaking loose in the Star Wars galaxy. What would be so important that think about it? Star Killer base is blown up. What could be so important that they're not immediately called back to help the First Order? It has to be something pretty big, right? Well, unless the Knights of Ren were on a mission. That's what I mean. And they got and well, and they're just returning from being on that mission. 
But look at it this way, Jim. Knights of Ren answer the Kylo Ren. He's according to Lord Emperor right. Snoke. He's the master what of the Knights did of he Ren. Send him out on. But that's why I mean, though, we don't know. And what would be so important that think about Jim? The Star Killer base was destroyed. Why wouldn't they be? Think about it. Unless they were doing something that was more important and something that would give them an even bigger edge. In the battle against the resistance It would have to be something even bigger Than the planet destroying weapon Being destroyed They could come back and say we have heard Rumors of this Or they found it Or they found it or There's stuff we have to go do to get it To do it and then they start On this journey To go get it Well there's also the point too that was just Like unveiled Recently in like the leaks That Kylo Ren Seeks out the character called the Oracle Right the Oracle, the Oracle has come up From a different spot mm-hmm. and, and, he, and he's looking for a device called The Wayfinder we have no idea What that is that's a brand new thing Into all this Right and what the way and, and I heard the rumor that's what on Yavin 4 I, I didn't even See that much we're back to the Same point there's so much going On on this you know, I you know the oracle, but you know you're going to need something like an oracle to move the plot forward. But that's another right. element that we're going to add to this. We're going to have another kind of like, oh god, a wisdom spewing fortune teller character. Because like even going back to the uh, the making Star Wars article, it says along the lines of. Sith stormtroopers have been hidden away in the unknown regions. It's hellish in those regions. The area is dangerous and full of peril. Since Palpatine's death, the fleet has been dodging gravity wells and surviving in the wilderness of space in the unknown regions, waiting to be found and to finish their mission. This is why Kylo Ren needs to find the Wayfinder device. The fleet is the key Kylo Ren needs to unlock Palpy's legacy. Kylo gets this device from an alien that looks like a spider with an infant's face. Oh, right, yeah, act, this thing that acts yep. as an and oracle. Then, so the, and that gives the wayfinder gives him the to the fleet. It says yep. this sort of Pandora's box for Kylo. It seems as if he thinks he's getting himself something powerful that answers to him. But Palpatine is not so willing to share his toys with anyone. Palpatine's contingency plans weren't to make sure Darth Vader's grandson received his inheritance. Right, and unwittingly he goes after the Sith fleet, and in essence he wakes up. And that's what it is. I, I and think, he wakes up Palpatine, and that's when he gets realizes he's in over his head. And he, I think it's going to be an Order sixty six type situation. I think Kylo Ren's going to kind of get the rug pulled out from underneath him. Right, and I and I think Palpatine's going to have control of the uh, the Sith, mm-hmm. where he's not going to have it. Yeah, but like, what's this way? Like, what could the Wayfinder device be? That may be the one thing that helps him find the fleet. Okay, but like, is it gonna be? A, is it a physical item? Is it like a map from Episode Seven? Like what? Is it a like, compass? Exactly. Like, is right. it gonna be? It's like, gotta be it, something. It had. If what we're saying, it has to be something like that. And why would this Oracle character that we've never heard of before have this device all of a sudden? And why would this character be sitting on it for all those years and not do something with it? Because it points to the thing you desire the most. Oh my word, well, there's parts of the Caribbean drug in, okay No, no, but what, maybe no, I think he's on to something here Like, think about it, though When you think of Oh an god, oracle, you gave Zanger credit, oh Jesus <laughs> Yeah, I know, we're in trouble <laughs> uh, But think about it, though An oracle usually gives you wisdom They don't give you, like, a physical thing So maybe 
this oracle maybe the oracle tells him to go look for something here well that's what i mean though maybe like it unlocks something in his mind or like gives him a new perspective of looking at things maybe we're getting like a weird like inverse of like i don't want to say an evil yoda but kind of like that same like like spiritual being that gives out advice Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's giving Kylo the wisdom in the frame of mind or perspective to look at something differently. And maybe that's, I I don't know, we don't know how early or late in the film the Oracle thing is either. It could be something that they're forced to guard or protect that they themselves can't use, that whole gimmick. Maybe, though, but it says... The Wayfinder device is given to him by the Oracle. Yeah, but but it it, it has it, but it itself can't use it. Maybe. Oh, maybe like a red skeleton from a, from Endgame. Yeah. Oh, dang! I wasn't even trying for that, but yes, that exact thing. He it's forced to guard and guide people on a treasure. It can't. Yep, yep, yep. There we go. And I think too, if you look back to like the rumor, or like the, there's a picture that somebody drew up of the Oracle with the the infant head thing. Yeah. Based on where they're based on where they're saying that is, that looks like the same planet we see of Kylo Ren in like the red jungle. The red jungle thing from the first trailer is apparently one of the swamp planets. The one where he's body slamming the person? Yeah. And let's say maybe that's maybe that's where he's going. And that's why he's body slamming the persons that these like in, in I don't know, indigenous peoples or inhabitants of this planet are protecting or shielding the Oracle and Kylo Ren and the First Order are mowing through them in order to get to this Oracle character. And the I'll tell you, it kind of looks like one of his knights of Ren. He slammed into the ground. D- they've already disproved that. Somebody, someone, Vanity Fair claimed still that. The costume. Eh, not really. it looked, yeah. But anyway, but anyway, but so that you know what? What's the swap planet? So is it just some place new? I think it's just a means Dagobah? to an end. No, uh, I was no. about to say it, but if no. I had said it, it would have been a joke. <laughs> That's true. It would have been. <laughs> He's not wrong, Zanger. He's not wrong. I know. That's why I already pointed it out. But no, I don't think it's Dagobah. I think it's it's gonna be a wholly uh, new. It's gonna be a new planet as far as just it's gonna have some name like Pasana or Pijal. Sure, makes sense. So. Swamp. So planet, that you know what I three oh four. But you know that's that's got to come relatively early in the movie. Yes, I agree. If you think about, it, he doesn't have his helmet when he's fighting that. Ooh, that I I agree. I think I think the helmet's gonna play is gonna be like a key to this. The key, the helmet's gonna be maybe not a key. It's gonna be almost like a, oh god, like a, okay, oh I don't want to say like a filter, but kind of like a decode, like almost like a decoder ring. It's gonna be something that kind of like shines a new light on things. Have we seen maybe any images of him with the helmet on? Other than with the, it repaired, even uh, other than the poster, that promo poster. No. In, the, in the packaging for the episode nine toys, that's it. Those are the only two things we've seen. And, oh yeah, wait, there was something from a promotional junket that Disney was doing, but it was like out of focus. But it was him with the helmet and the lightsaber. Okay. So three. There's been three images of him with the helmet pieced together with the red glue. It's the promo poster that got leaked. Some sort of like Disney image, at like a, I don't want. It's not a convention, but like a, a oh god, like a industry event. Well, and, and, or an investor. Yeah, yeah, so something something business related, not like for the general public. And like they know the tw- what a Star Wars is. 
Another joke. And real folks, we're gonna keep a tally every single time he makes a joke. We're gonna you know, he's gonna keep stop the podcast no, then, he's just, track. then he's just gonna keep doing it. Just to Oh my. <laughs> I've been ignoring it all along and he doesn't stop. That's what God made the mute button, but whatever, <laughs> go with it. Oh boy. So all right. So we're we're kind of like re- reaching our end for now. Um with that being said, Jim wants Ray to be a Kenobi. Zenger just wants fodder for humor. And I, I want other I things. Want. What do you want, Zenger? I mean, can I, can I make a joke at some point here? No. Or no? Okay. Oh my God, you set him up. <laughs> Damn. I know. I, but I was hoping he'd take the high road. Really? Has <laughs> he ever? Has he ever? <laughs> I was tr- I was hoping. I was setting him up for success. I always, I much like Kenobi, I always take the high ground. No, I mean, I, I want something out of this. I just, I, <laughs> this concerns me because it is seems like there's way too much in this movie. I mean, even if you take half this stuff out that's out there floating, half of it, you still, <laughs> it's still a lot to sandwich in one movie. Like the only thing I can think of is you get like a very sped up beginning. And it's just Palpatine telling him his plan that they've all done according to plan as he's had them all captured the whole time. I I just I don't get how they can pull this off. I think I think they can. Unless it's very it bam, 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 bam. Oh my gosh, I figured it out. It's gonna be the beginning to Rogue One. Cause you know how Rogue One like jumped around for like the first 20 minutes? For like just quick little scenes. Oh, it, it went inside of 10 minutes? Yeah, on the final mission. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured it out. Jokey McJokester but, sat but there and joked his way into it, it. It has to be something like that. It has to be some. It has to be an extremely fast-moving front part of this movie because if you're going to have the like they're talking the epic space battles and the epic action, that takes time. Yeah, that it takes does. Screen time to do it. Like the only thing I can think of is them sitting there and them being like, "Up, oh, we're going to the Death Star. Up, oh, we're going here. Up, oh, we're going here." And it's just that it's just bam, 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 both but, sides. But look at the look at the Force back, Awakens though. That's the Force Awakens. It's like think about the Force Awakens. We start off at Jakku, then we're on the Star Destroyer, then we're back on Jakku with Rey, and then Finn's there, and then then we have all that. You know, the Force Awakens is a very very briskly paced film. That's the thing about it. Jim knows all J.J. Abrams films. The first two uh, or the new Star Trek films. The first two of those are Bing Bang Boom, uh, Mission yep, Impossible. They move quick. Three. Yeah, like if they're ever like funny. This is the one time I'm not like worried about J.J. Abrams. This is. In, uh, inadequacies as a filmmaker if anybody can handle this at a brisk pace it's him like he's not a plotting filmmaker that has like slow pacing like if anybody can handle this as long as the story's concise i think he can handle balancing it that's never been his problem that's probably his strongest suit coming to all this and i think they can i honestly I, for it's funny as much as i complain about him i'm not concerned about this i think it's well, if are you right. talking about plot movement? But the other thing that concerns me, and, and I think we've, we've alluded to this, is the character development. But what character development is there at this point? We know, I think about it. All, look at Return of the Jedi. How much character development is there for Luke, Leia, and Han in Return of the Jedi? Oh, I'm not even saying that. I agree with you. But then it's, what, four characters? 
Uh, yeah. Five okay. characters at most. Yeah. How many characters have we just acknowledged that are going to be in this and have a point in the plot? But it depends on how much, like, like how much there involvement they have. Is, that's what I'm saying is, where it's going to be just like we were saying. We don't know really anything about what it is. His other big thing is going to be is balancing this character, these characters that he's got in here, and putting that balance in correct. Again, if the script is well written enough, I'm not concerned. But considering that we have the co-writer of Justice League, I, I I'm a little nervous. I that's the thing though. Is like I don't know. You'd hope, Dis- considering that he started working on this movie in like September of 2017, he's had over two years to work on this. You'd hope they'd ironed out all the all the the bugs, but. I don't know. Like it's funny. My everybody's biggest problem with the Force Awakens is how derivative it, derivative it is. Is there anything that we've talked about tonight that seems derivative other than like having another planet destroying weapon or no. planet destroying person? Okay, I know you're still still barking up that tree. I I'm oh, just God. saying. I what what ups the ante? But but you know what? And and, and Zanger's right. And even Zach, you've said it. There's got to be something that makes. Everybody go, oh crap. Oh my no, oh my god. Zach, you can't you can't block me for this. Okay. You can't, but let, let, let me go. Um I become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Destroys a planet. Flipping the script. Well, well it, I, has, it, it has to be something. You know, because Zach, you've even said it that it's it, it just can't be him sitting on a throne and going, I'm back. But that, okay, that's the thing though is that like when it comes to nostalgia, and I I know, I know I'm kind of arguing against my own point right now for a second, just for devil's advocate reasons. But what if that is just enough that like that heightens the stakes of all this? And it's like just I, him returning. That's what again I don't know, but maybe but if that's, that's the all case. It is. That's quite the disappointment because you had the control in the first order and you had the control of Palpatine in the first original trilogy. I know, but Jim, it makes sense though. It wouldn't make sense in the ninth film to introduce a brand new villain. To say that Palpatine was was controlling the was the villain of the prequels, the originals, and the sequels, and this has been his grand plan all along. And let's say he doesn't have it, Matt Smith. Let's say Matt Smith is made up, whether it be with like physical, practical makeup or CGI makeup. What if that's Palpatine? That's not just simply Monster Mash sitting on the throne. What if it's a young, ultra-powerful Palpatine? And, and shocking as it may say to say this, Zenger might have a point. Maybe he doesn't can't destroy his uh, a planet by a snap of his fingers, but maybe he is like super. Like Palpatine finally fulfills his his destiny for the last nine films, and he's finally able to inhabit a young, uh, uh, virile that body. Was his point. And that was his point all along, even maybe even getting to Anakin, except Anakin destroyed himself. Yeah, and Luke and Luke through Vader was able to destroy him. And then like the very like next like body host was Snoke. That was a frail, deformed body. And maybe that's the entire thing is that maybe by the halfway point of this film, or maybe by the end, like I would imagine Palpatine's rise to power and reclaiming the throne will probably be the end of the second act. And then the third act will be, okay, we need to stop him at all costs. And that's where it's going to be your Kylo Ren and Rey teaming up with the resistance. Well, and the Sith fleet comes into play and you have this huge space battle. Yes. You have the, you think about, it, you have the Starhawks, 
you have the Warhammer, and you have both the First Order and Sith Armadas, plus you're going to have a bunch of, like, other... They already said Kylo Ren has a bunch of, like, small militias across the galaxy backing him up. What if they're loyal to just him? Could be that. I think that's what they're going... I think Palpatine... I think the entire plot of the film... I'm assuming for a second. The first and second acts of the film are going to be Act 1... Laying this all out It's going to be all exposition It's going to be laying out all the pieces Second act is We have to stop Palpatine from being reborn Third act Palpatine's reclaimed power We now need to stop him once and for all Or then maybe the First Order Joins forces with the Resistance That could be possible too I could firmly believe That's as possible as anything else at this point That's going to be the third act is that you're? It's gonna be a young, powerful Palpatine that because now he's in a, in a new young body, he's gonna have powers that he never had before, and that's what it's, it's gonna take everybody against him in order to beat him. Yeah, and you know what? And and then early on, they get hints of this, and maybe that that's where the Knights of Ren have come back and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. maybe because there's a point of them coming back into it, other than being." An action figure in a stupid box. <laughs> Jim, that's all this has been since the late 1970s is a toy in a box. That's what this all boils down to at the end of the day. How much of your hard-earned money has you have you given Lucasfilm for pieces of plastic? You, you just destroyed my childhood and my life. Thanks. I just, Jim, I literally have a bunch of like $20 to $50 shifts hanging above my head. Oh, I know. Oh, I but you know, this, if anyone's guilty of it, I am. You know, that's what that's what happens. That's I think you're now that we're that we've kind of talked our way through it and Zanger and his jokes. I think we've backed into it. So you're saying, Jim, is that we we can go home now. We don't have to record another episode until the Friday that the Rise of Skywalker comes out because we have hammered down the plot. It has to be something along those lines, right? It makes sense. It has to. I mean. Given what we've known and, and what we've seen and talked through, I think I think it's dead on. I think Knights of Ren come back and say, hey, <laughs> you wanted us to find this. Here we go. This is what we know. All right. So for, for brevity's sake, I'm going to do the too long, didn't read version of this. So people can skip ahead to like three hours into the recording and do this. So this is the plot that we all kind of agree upon for the most part in broad strokes. Is that the beginning of the film is going to start out. With Kylo Ren, the Knights of Ren come back and tell him, we found the Sith Armada in the Unknown Regions. It will be, we found it, sir. Okay, we found it, sir. And it's it's because they're not going to refer to what it is. It's going to be, what they're finding is is a MacGuffin in its own. Right. After that, it's going to be Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren jumping through a bunch of different hoops, finding things that's going to give them access to this mm-hmm. then through whatever means kylo ren either intentionally or inadvertently is going to give palpatine the the platform or the boost he needs in order to re- reclaim power well and then how do the resist the resistance catches wind of this i don't know we, we didn't really talk about the resistance's role in this outside of the third well, but it's got to be that they're chasing it down too they've heard rumors well, that's that's the that's the rumor too. Is that they're kind of both the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren and Rey and the Resistance are kind of like neck and neck, trying to like beat each other to like different 
steps. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe Kylo Ren, maybe like Ray's trying to stop this. But then what? Does Ray even know who Palpatine is? Um, if she knows who Luke Skywalker is, Luke vaguely mentioned him. Oh, okay. So she knows. She has, yeah, she's done her, she's gone to history 101. He mentioned, like, oh, a Sith Master was able to, like, he mentioned him in that regard. Okay, so she knows. She knows well, but the if galactic she knows history. who he is, and Han Solo's in resist because remember, she knew who Han Solo was, and this was he Millennium was the Falcon. Emperor. <laughs> yeah, I agree. She's... All right, so she knows. Okay. So you have that. So that's what it's going to be. Is that Kylo Ren for most of the probably two thirds of the rise of Skywalker is going to be who's going to get to Palpatine first? Who's going to get to? It's going to be like we talked about from the Thrawn trilogy, the original one. If in those books it was a contest between the New Republic and Thrawn, who could get to the Katana fleet first? Thrawn got there first and got control of the army or the armada. And that's what's probably going to happen here is that Kylo Ren's going to get to them first or get to the Ar- the Sith Armada first. He's going to reawaken Palpatine whether it be through Palpatine possessing somebody or just being reawakened through Star Wars. Well, and then it's going to come out that this has been his plan all along. Sure. Pa- Palpatine's going to monologue. And that I I think that he sets up everything to make it like Palpatine right. has every like like the table is set for him to return. Perfectly. Right, it's exactly. Where, like and everything's there, and it's and like it's you fools ex- have played right into my plan perfectly. Well, it's, that, it, it, right. it has to be that because that's what that character does. You're exactly right. You exactly. you, you're you right. play into his hand no matter what. Like any, even if you're like, I'm actually not going to do this. I'm going to go do this instead. It's like that's exactly what I expected you to do. Right. That's so, why I'm you know, I th- down I, there to catch that. Well, and then, right, and then it's just gravy on how it gets there. But I think that's the nuts and bolts of it. I think that's got to be. And then once Kylo Ren awakens Palpatine through whatever means, and after Palpatine has his monologue, like you guys just said, Palpatine's going to immediately pull the rug out from underneath him, right, Kylo Ren? No, no, it's going to be a great scene where he, like, thinks he has the upper, Kylo thinks he has the upper hand. He's like, well, I got your army. He's like, "Ah, you fool, they serve me. But that, but that's then, what I mean, then, he, then he possesses him at that point. No, no, no. Because remember, Kylo Ren has to go back to the resistance with his tail between his legs. No, but what if, but no, 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 no. What if Ray is present during this whole thing and sees this? She was okay. captured. No, no, let's not get into that. She's there. It doesn't matter how she's there. She's just there. Okay, so right. Ray's oh. there. And witnesses force vision, it. force vision, force some, force link, force thing. Okay, well, it doesn't she matter. She sees it. This... Doesn't matter specifically. She's not physically right. there. She's she's mentally there through and the that force. Enables. Line. Yep. But are they really? Because we they've said that Kylo Ren goes back to Ray in the Resistance. If he's being possessed, that would they would they, Ray would sense that. No, 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 no. He doesn't get possessed then. But Ray's there through the force through like the force link thing. I I, I know though, but okay. But we haven't talked about how Kylo Ren goes to the Resistance. He he runs out. Door. <sighs> okay, where's that mute button? You get muted now. No, I'm, All right. uh, he, check, he just escaped. Check, he out, escapes. Check, check out Zeng this. They did an episode <laughs> on Futurama. Based on what Zenger said, you might or might not be able to do it. Say bye, Zenger. <laughs> bye, guys. Oh, boy. But yes, so, so okay. So we're still arguing. We'll debate this at later date as to how Kylo Ren handles or what's the fallout of him getting usurped by Palpatine, right? Well, we're still going to debate I, that. Like later, right. a future date. At a later date. 
But I think you, I mean, that's what it's got to be. I mean, it's right? got to be a derivative gonna, off of that. He's going to have the rug pulled out from underneath him. We all agree well, on that, right? Yes. Well, because that's the whole, that's, that's exactly right. And it's going to come out as the big reveal that it's been Palpatine all along who's been manipulating people all through this whole thing. Okay, cool, fine. And, and then we all agree that the third act's going to be the good guys. We don't know who the good guys entails. The very least we know is going to be the resistance in Ray versus the Sith Armada. Right, and then probably maybe even some First Order stuff in there too. Okay, but we at that point we really don't, other than having Resistance versus Sith Empire, we don't know exactly which factions and what each side's like, oh. like factions going to entail specifically. Right. What if he betrays the First Order too? Like the First Order, are like oh, the Emperor's back. We're gonna go, you know, help him, and he's like, you all have failed me as well. I have this loyal army, and then they start destroying the First Order too. That that could be interesting. That would give the First Order a reason to join the Resistance and yeah, fight together against the Sith Armada. And how cool would it be seeing stormtroopers as the good guys? Again, going back, going back to the very beginning of what they were in Attack of the Two. Or I'm sorry, Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, where the white, the white soldiers in armor are the good guys. Well, that'd be like poetry; it, it rhymes. But in the expanded universe, this happened a couple of times. Yep. Oh yeah, they joined forces for a little bit because was it the Xin Fong or whatever that that group was? Oh the, yeah, the Yuuzhan Vong. Yeah, Yuuzhan Vong them, and then you had. There's a couple, there's another one that had happened in what before the storm in the expanded universe where they joined sides temporarily. Right. I agree. Now, I, there's that would be that would be cool. That okay. would be a, a, the epic space battle. Okay. I have one final question. It's really kind of off topic, but it has to do with the Rise of Skywalker. Considering that Ray is our protagonist of this and we've never seen her do this, will Ray pilot an X Wing in this? Well, there's. It said in the thing that there's some orange X-wing. The rumors that it's Pose. That that's Pose, but it said that there's an R2 unit. So I'm like, wait, does R2 just get to pilot his own X-wing? But that there's also rumors that Luke's original X-wing has been seen on set. Well, that was underwater. I know it was. Well, and but, then also, guys, speaking of all that, is is there a chance that Ray goes bad in this for a little bit? No, no way. No. Ray is more than just a Star Wars character. She's like well, what, the female what empowerment icon. Does, but what if Ray does what Luke did in Return of the Jedi? There for a little bit where he was... Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Because the fact that they're dressing her in all white usually uh, typically means purity. I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think, I think the conflict of the good versus bad is going to be exclusive to Kylo Ren. I don't mm-hmm. think... Ray is the ray of sunshine. They're not going to do well, that. Well, and, and you know, uh, <laughs> and it well, and it's and it's about the redemption of of Kylo Ren. Exactly. All right, folks, we don't have to come in tomorrow. We did it. We figured it out. Yay! <laughs> we're good. Uh, we think. Oh yeah, we figured it all out. It's, uh, it's all perfect. We. You know, we're gonna, interested to see how accurate we really are. Not you know we're accurate do? at all. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna prep. We're gonna what's the word after the fact. Add the addendum to this saying that we all have insider knowledge at Lucasfilm. JJ Abrams came over to all of our houses and brought us some lovely, lovely fruitcake, and he told us box. all this stuff in a box with question marks on it. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. And each got a copy of the holiday special hey. on Blu ray. 
on Blu-ray. There Four, you go. 4K ultra high definition. Blu-ray. There you go. Special See, edition TV. By the way, too. I will throw it out. <laughs> Jim's like, thank you so much. As he walks over to the garbage. Uh, I would just slam the door. It. I'm not even sure I'd let it in my house. <laughs> oh, this uh, is so nice. Put it in the bin. <laughs> Jim puts it back, and he was like, JJ pulls it out of the mystery box, and Jim just slowly puts it back in. The funny thing is, when you open the box again, it will be something different. Mystery box. Oh okay. God. All right, so concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group, type in Knights of Vader on the Facebook, and chances are we'll be waiting there for you. Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Anna Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. This episode was brought to you thanks to Embark treasure and darkness check out the show notes just get the link to buy john's book for questions comments concerns or snide remarks contact me zach on twitter at cinemodies and come hear me on the cinemodies podcast where we'll be talking about wonder shows in possibly the greatest show that ever existed and i'm going to insert another clip of it right here thanks god you're the greatest Loser! I've never lost anything before in my life. It feels terrible. It's not so bad. God, no! No, it's not so bad! God, no! (laughs) Oh, no. God is dead. What are we gonna do? I'm so hungry. What are we gonna do with him? And yet I'm hungry. And yet I don't know what we're gonna do with God's body. Gosh, Caitlin, this meat is simply divine. I've got the spirit in me, and it's nummy to my tummy. Thanks, Caitlin, for making me a believer. Now I believe I'll have another bite. Everything worked out great. Shalom. Bye, white people. But guys, when you're we're not on this podcast debating about the nonsense that will happen, episode nine, where can people find you, Zanger? Um, you can find me annoying Zach constantly on this podcast. When I'm not here, I'm listening to Cinemondies and worrying about the fact that Zach compares the difference between post 9-11 and pre-9-11 children's commercials. Yes, that's a thing that I do. It, it uh, is. I was very concerned listening to that episode. Um, and Jim, when you're not lighting trees on fire in the Star Wars galaxy, where can people hang out with you? On Facebook anymore exclusively. Uh, JT Thane. On Facebook. That's right, folks. If you want to talk to Force Ghost Jim, we have the exclusive channel to the Netherworld of the Force via Facebook. (laughs) Alrighty, everybody. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, remember Alderaan. Bye. (laughs) 